And just a reminder, the Bill Simmons podcast is presented by SeatGeek, and we have Michael Rappaport coming, and he is not afraid to swear on podcasts. So be ready. Cover the ears of your small children if they're listening in a car right now. Here we go. Today's episode of the Bill Simmons podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek, our presenting sponsor, as well as my favorite app for purchasing tickets to sporting events, concerts, and whatever else. All you have to do is download the free SeatGeek app. Use promo code BS. You'll get a $20 rebate off your first SeatGeek purchase. Every ticket purchased on SeatGeek is backed by a 100% guarantee. It's the best and smartest way to buy tickets. Again, download the free SeatGeek app and enter promo code BS. And today's episode of the BS Podcast is brought to you by Betterment. As the first automated investing service, Betterment has revolutionized investing and made it easier and less expensive to be a smarter investor. Get personalized advice and investment management for a fraction of the cost of traditional services. Sign up today. Get up to six months of free automated investing, full terms and conditions at betterment.com slash BS. Betterment, investing made better. Tupac? Tupac. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's our theme song. Right. You talk about this in your book. <laughs> yeah. It's my favorite song. Do you it's, have to license this shit? I. <laughs> can you pick I. Uh, I. I did a lot of lobbying for this with the estate, and they and they couldn't have been greater about the whole thing. Well, I explained shit. to them why I needed the song. No, you, you. And you broke it down in the book. Broke it down in the book. And now you're still rocking with it. You're still rolling. Yeah, I'm keeping the spirit alive. It's gonna be 20 years for him next year. 20 years since he passed. Yeah. Damn. I don't even, I, I wouldn't call it a passing. I, I would call it a murder. 20 he, years since he was murdered. He was murdered on 20 years Wilshire since Boulevard. Right? No, Tupac was oh, Vegas. Oh, no, he was Vegas. Biggie Tupac was. Tupac, Biggie was down the street from here. Biggie was Wilshire like seven minutes away. Not even. Like we could get to, and, and, and Jam Master J, easy, not one of these things has ever been resolved. Yet. No, it's and, amazing. It, isn't it fucking crazy if, if, I'm not putting this on anybody, but if, and any A-list actor was murdered in that same way. It would have been figured out no matter how much. Could, <laughs> That's like if Brad Pitt got murdered. I didn't name I didn't, you, just, you just named Brad Pitt. Right. <clears throat> but yeah, Tupac, Biggie, we have nothing. Uh, Jam Master J, nothing. I mean, that was like a fucking assa- a bloody assassination. <laughs> Wait a second. <clears throat> 20 years. I got to I got to introduce you. me. People are like who the fuck is that screaming you. and yelling cuz your podcast the people coming you got you kind of slow dick into it. I like that though. Like you kind of slow dick into it. Like everybody comes on they're chill and then you ramp up. How many F bombs are you going to drop Michael Rappaport? Is this is this are we not allowed to curse? No, we're allowed to curse. I mean you know, Did, I don't know if like 125 F bombs are are going to be acceptable. I do have a couple like dads with their eleven-year-old sons right now who probably like to hear the cursing, but well, those, if it's a steady stream, they might not get to hear your Porzingis take in I'll like try, five minutes. I'll, I'll try to. I'll, I want you to have a Porzingis gasm. I uh, a Porzingasm. Sure. Porzingasm. The zinger. Zingergasm. Porzing. I want to hear your take on Porzingis more than well, my take on Porzingis. Let's do it. Let's, well, let's first of all. Um, I am it's a Michael pleasure to have you on the Bill Simmons I, podcast. I'm so g- happy to be here. We used yeah, to be do, our neighborhood arch rivals. Then we became friends. Quickly. And then you had one of the greatest podcast hits I've ever done. On your on you the old podcast. You came in hot like a year and a half ago on the old BS report. You came in hot. I tried to get... Uh, you came in like red hot. Yes. Like you came in like you like when J.R. Smith gets hot like once a year. Yes. You came in hot. I You're came making in like, 25 footers. Yes. And I, I I pleaded and begged for for Steve Kerr to come to the Knicks, and then I pleaded and begged for Mark Jackson to come to the Knicks, and they both didn't come to the Knicks. You tried to Jedi mind trick both of them like they weren't men, <laughs> right? They like were, as if as if me on your podcast was gonna make, was gonna turn the whole fucking thing around. One curse, I didn't need that curse. No, you didn't need I it. I didn't listen, need that one. Listen, I beep just that want you to one think out, about Tate. It. Just beep that one out. Can no, we beep? It's, it's good. Let me get three we don't beeps. Need to beeps. No, we just give me beeps. three beeps. We don't need beeps. All right, fine. Because now you got me self-conscious. Listen. So these... instead, you got Derek Fisher, who every every game his beard looks different. I don't know if he if if he's putting on fake beards. If it's like a Harrison Ford fugitive thing, or 
He's like Henry Hill, the Henry Hill of coaches. It, and he, he's, I actually think he might have been replaced. Like all of a sudden now he doesn't have a neck. They got like a the new Matt guy Barnes in there. Thing, I feel like they surgically repaired his face and they, they've been hiding it. They, they, they like, yo, what, what do you, what, let me, let me, I like to throw the questions at you. See, the thing yeah, about, the, the thing about coming on your podcast, and that's why I said to you, and I'm going to throw this at you on the air about you coming on my podcast is I have so many more questions for you than you could possibly have for me. So wait. Wait, this is all obscuring the fact that Knicks fans feel good for the first time in like 15 years. The Knicks fans feel good because Porzingis is getting tip dunks. All right, so... That's how low our standards are. Let's go through the whole cycle of Porzingis. Okay. You have the fourth pick. Yes. You almost trade the fourth pick, which a lot of people don't know. Okay. Draft day, the Celtics are trying to move up. You're going to move back from four to nine. Charlotte's going to move back. It's a four-team deal. And the Knicks actually are in. To trade the fourth pick. They're going to trade the fourth. They're going to pick up an extra first and move back five spots and take Kaminsky, I think. You just said some crazy basketball oh, nerd shit to me. There. I don't know what the fuck. But the, the <laughs> math you just said to me. like, So oh, the Knicks are going four to nine. Four the to Celtics nine. are going like 16 to four. But okay. they were giving up like four other picks. Okay. Charlotte was moving backwards. And then I think the Hawks were moving way back. Okay. And Charlotte backed out. And that was the end of that. And the Knicks were like, fine, I guess we'll take Porzingis, who is now a franchise player. How? how I think he's a franchise player. How? All right, but so I'm, they, not, I'm not not saying, like, when, I, when they first drafted him. Did you freak out? Well. You probably wanted Justice Winslow, right? I just didn't know who he was. Yeah. Like, I didn't, like, there was a YouTube video of him shooting, and it's like, he's he's so prepubescent. Right. He doesn't, he hasn't went through puberty. I, 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 we don't know if he's had sex or not. He may or may not be the only virgin in the NBA, and not by choice. Like, it's not like A.C. Green. Okay, so, we, like, he looks so young. He absolutely, like, I like my first round picks to be shaving at least three to four times right. a week. That's just me. I want a man to come in there, not a 19-year-old who's from a country that may or may not. Is that even a real place? Lativia? Is that a real country? Latvia. 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 Is that on the map? Is it one of these newfound places? Like, I didn't know anything about that. It's a place. It's somewhere in the Russia vortex. Okay, so what we've been through with draft picks. Yeah, you may. we don't know where that place is. You don't really know. And you're a smart guy. You got books around here. Like, you, you, no one really knows. And then you see this seven foot three child. Yeah. And you, all you see is YouTube videos of him shooting around. Let me and tell you, you And you have some Yijin Lan flashbacks. You have some Nicholas Chishkavili flashbacks. Right. And the French guy. The Fred Weiss. Yes. Who never came over here. Who's like paperwork. <laughs> never came. Right. Never made it. So we don't know if Porzingis has got his paperwork cleared or whatever. <laughs> right. And let me tell you something, Bill. If I went in your backyard, backyard and I shot around and you post on YouTube, they be, if, if we edited right, I got hot. <laughs> you could say Rappaport has got a fucking mean stroke. <laughs> So 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 it was just a shock to That's everybody, true. and then you can't say his name, and it's Chris. Is his name Chris? Is it Chris Stapp? What's your name? And like it was just a lot of confusion. The name was tough. Chris Stapps does sound like Chris Stapps Porzingis could easily be a Victoria's Secret model. Exactly, it could be some fine ass nineteen-year-old right. or an actress, like in in like some TNT show you're doing with Ed Burns. Exactly, she's like the lead actress. Nobody's heard of her exactly, yet. but she's oh, yeah. great. Chris Tapps Porzingis is in it. She's, she's fantastic. Yeah, she's great, body. great, and she she does the New York dialect fantastically. Right. You'd be shocked. Right. So so I think all that was what for me and and the fans were like, what what's going on here? Because we're well, so fragile. We're fragile. Right, Nick so fans are fragile. That. There's no reason to trust Phil Jackson yet. It's unclear if he's working 25 hours a week. That I don't Doesn't agree with. Doesn't even totally live in. I'm just saying you had no reason. No, we had no reason. And, you didn't and, know if he was even in New York all no, the time. No, we don't know. We he don't know. could have been like where he lives, Palos Verdes. Yeah, we don't know. Lives. We don't know for yeah, sure. He might be there right now. We Yeah, we don't know. We don't know for sure. So you have that. And then on top of it, you just have uh, a natural fear of all Knicks moves. Natural fear of all Knicks moves. We've been beaten down. Uh, um, it is an abusive relationship. It has become an abusive. abusive rela- it is abusive. abusive. Be careful. I we're, know. I know you're going to make some analogy here that we're going to have to edit out. So don't what, even say like no, saying no, like, don't, don't, no, okay, fine. No, no. But it is an abusive relationship. We've been yep. through a lot, and then, and then the whole high of uh, the great thirty for thirty when the Garden was eaten, directed by Michael Rappaport yes. under under your tutelage and 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 stuff, mm. and then and then Phil Jackson comes and the editing of when the Garden was eaten, which I did direct. And and the hype of all that, and then the first year of Phil coming, and it was shockingly bad. 
but it wasn't Phil's. Like, we thought that Phil was going to just go presto, change it, and do like a Doug Henning thing, and it was going to all get fixed. But last year was worse than you could have imagined. Well, but then with, with the turn at the tail end of, okay, this is really horrible, but at least we're going to get one of the top three picks and possibly the number one exactly. pick. Exactly. And then you win two games in a row in like the last week or whatever happened. That what I was did- the Langston Galloway game where he got red hot? Yeah, I, I don't know, but I, I know what you mean. Like it was. Like, I know a Knicks fan who said it was one of the five <laughs> worst moments of his life. Was when Lakes and Galloway got hot. Whatever that game was when you were supposed to lose the game. I think it was San Antonio or somebody. It was like three. All right, keep talking. I'm going to look but, it up. But, but, but the thing is, is that... It was just it, you. So so you get all these guys and you know all these other children that are in the draft. Uh, Justice Winslow, who I don't think shaves, and Carl Anthony Town, who's going to be right. the rookie of the year. And that he, guy's a he's could play. That guy's a beast. I saw him play a quarter the other day, and I he's the rookie of the year because he's the, he, the only guy like NBA ready. Well, you trade Porzingis for Towns. Yes. He could play. He could I don't pass. know if anyone else in the draft you would trade Porzingis for. But, I don't but think I would. Why are you so impressed with Porzingis so far? Now, I'm not saying I'm not. I, I, this is what I like about Porzingis so far. Obviously, he's tall. Um, he's aggressive. He's not timid. He's uh, um, He has a skill set. My, my fears are the size of his feet. What size feet does he have? Those are big boats. Those big boats, they make me nervous. <laughs> they 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 look, you know, you feel like it's like a Ralph Sampson, you know, kind of thing, or you know, like oh, you think like his body's gonna. He's break just down. really tall, and and there's a lot, you know, there's a lot there, and he's underdeveloped, you know, physically. Here are the games. You game eighty, you you beat Orlando by one, right? And then game eighty one, you beat Atlanta by four, and that was it. You just lose those last two. You're you're pretty much guaranteed a top three pick, right? And then we but got, now it worked out because you got Porzingis. And 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 so what do you think of Porzingis right, so, so far? You're saying all, a franchise player. That's what Bill Simmons is saying right now. That Porzingis is after seeing him play what five or six games. Well, first of all, I was impressed with him in summer league. Yes, I was. Totally but I, ready I had to make a couple Porzingis of good games jokes in summer for league. Next twelve years. No, I was just like, oh. 2013, look me up, Summer League. I know, you I had have a couple two good, good celebrity games, games 14 too. points. I didn't understand the pick because I didn't understand how you would have Porzingis, but then Carmelo at the tail end of his prime. The two things don't make sense. Because if you have Carmelo in the state he's in now, you're trying to win the title. Right. This is now a two- to three-year building plan. Right. By the end of that building plan, Carmelo will no longer be in his prime. And that's the part I didn't understand. It's like, oh, well, if they're going to do this, they'll obviously trade Carmelo, right? And then the Knicks are like, no, actually what we're going to do is we're going to spend $100 million on Robin Lopez and Aaron Aflalo and Kyle O'Quinn. And we're going to be like a 43-win team. That's the part I didn't get. With that said, Porzingis was the right pick. And and here's why I like him. Tell me what you like about him. All right. Tip dunks. Shockingly tall. 7-3, like for real. But 7-3, like a real, doesn't like slouch over 7-3, like stands up straight 7-3. He's Lativian and he's proud. Reminds me, I remember seeing Smits in the, in the whenever draft he was, like 87, 88, right. before he started to hurt his feet. Right. Um, young Smits was really athletic. Yes. And like if, when you saw him in person, you say to yourself, holy mackerel, like yeah. this guy's like white Ralph Sampson. Yes. And then he got hurt and his game changed, but... Reminded me a little of young Smits, but that he he has twenty five foot range. Yes. And he's athletic. Yes. And he's tough. Yes. He's not he's tough. like one of these weak form no. guys that come in. Like this guy's like he's got a little attitude. No, to he's him. got attitude. I liked how he handled the fact that the Knicks fan he got booed during the draft. Yep. The Knicks fans were mad after. I went nuts. He had a great attitude about it. I agree. He was just like, All right, I'm gonna show these guys that they're wrong. He yep. wasn't like Ooh, Yeah, no, he was fans don't like me. He's aggressive. But here's here's what Did I you really... see the pictures of him when he was a young with the cornrows? Oh, yeah. I think he was a gangbanger back he's, then. He might have been. He was bout it, bout it. Like he, he looks like in the Crips. He I you remember Lappy that being Crips. Remember that the, the that HBO doc um banging in Little Rock? Yo, oh yeah. Yo, I, he like was I banging don't. in Little Rock. He was banging in Lativia. You act like I haven't seen every gang and hooker. I I know you. That that's every what I was just, HBO has ever, ever done. Bill, you're like a. I, know, I was going like to say. I was going to say. I was going to say. Good, F again. Good. Good. One. I held it back. Good hold back. You're. I know you've seen it. I just. I know maybe you hadn't seen it or thought about it recently. Here's what I love about Porzingis. I was actually arguing about this yesterday with the uh, four people I'm working with from the old Grantland people. When he's out there, the other team's kind of messed up by it. Yes, they're worried about him. I agree. I always judge. I think we football and basketball are, are two great examples of this. When 
you see the other team react to certain people. Like there'll be wide receivers in football and the guys like in motion and it's like pointing right, right, and freaking right. out. And in hoops, you have the seven foot three guy who can shoot 25 footers. And if you run out at him, he's still going to be able to shoot over you. Because he's so tall. We've never seen a stretch five who could be like, yeah, run out at me. I'm still going to shoot over you. Right. So what do you do? If you, like if he becomes really good, what do you do? How do you stop that? Because on the other end, he knows how to use his body, holds his hands up. Yeah. And he's actually kind of effective defensively. Like he's, he's not, so tall. He's not Sean Bradley just no. like crouching down and getting dunked. He's a gangbanger. I yeah. mean, Sean Bradley, if he had been in a gang, the way <laughs> we're just saying that Porzingis was. I mean, in the name Porzingis, like he was in some sort of gang with that name, like P P Zinger, P <laughs> P Dog, something like he was yeah. in a gang. I, I, I'm not. So I'm not I don't for think sure. he could be. I don't think he'd be the best player in a championship team. I agree. But I think I think with one other guy. If it's him and someone else, you could win the title with him, him and Carmelo? if he stays healthy. Do you think not in the next two years? If you had to bet every piece of memorabilia in this house that yeah. the Knicks would win a championship uh, with uh, Carmelo and Porzingis, and you say, "Yo, it's all this memorabilia," I would say zero percent chance. Holy. I was going to say shit again. You got in my head. You're in my head now. I think Listen, they, they, dads I think that Carmella are listening to this with your 11-year-old, your kids are listening to filthy hip-hop. <laughs> so me saying the F-bomb <laughs> to forward motion myself and my lack of of, 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 of of communication skills, just bear with it, okay? Yeah. It's not Bill's fault. Carmelo, how many years left is he a 25-point-a-game guaranteed throwing the ball in the last three minutes and he can score on anyone guy? I, I just... It's, it's, I don't think it's realistic. Maybe next year. Yeah. But now it's, what is it, year 13 for him? It's a long time. Like I, and this is like the math with Kobe and these yeah. Laker fans who thought Kobe was going to come back this year and still be good. It's like, dude, at some point it's over. I don't yeah. care if you're an actress, you're a singer, you're a writer, you're a, an NBA star. Like, you just At some point it becomes math. I agree. And for Kobe to be good in year 20 was unrealistic. And it's actually sad to watch him. I don't... I, I think hate Hakeem, watching it. Hakeem in Toronto was the low point for me for yeah. a top 20 guy. Yeah. Just like, just please, can you just retire? Yeah, please? yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I hate Parrish the Kobe on the thing. Bulls was the press. That was press, terrible. But he was not a top 20 guy. No. No. But he, Kobe is a top 10 guy ever. Absolutely. He's a top five. What do you put him in your pyramid? I would say eight. Eight. Eighth. Yeah, I'd say eight. I think Duncan gets the nod over him. Wouldn't you rather have 20 years of Duncan well, than 20 yeah, some, years of Kobe? I, 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 I agree. I heard uh, uh, Legler, who's on another network, which we should name. They were talking about this last night and the length of being in title contention for so long, Duncan. But, I mean, there are different kinds of players, different, t- different teams, different organizations, different coaches, different turmoil. But, yeah, I mean, listen. You'd rather... if. At the end you're of the a day, basketball fan. It's like, what gives me a better chance to win for the next 20 years? Tim you would Duncan. take Tim Duncan. Tim you Duncan. You just would. Yeah. But that doesn't... Yeah, I agree. The guy agree. was f- 55 to 60 wins a year if you put mediocre you teammates You said was. They're in... He's, last year well, in the playoffs, he was teammates. the best guy on... On one leg. Crazy. On like, one leg. He, he, like, turned it up during the playoffs last year. There was a move he actually missed, but he, like, got it at the free throw line in the past. Like, took one dribble and, like, spin to the hoop and missed the layup. And I was like, yo, this guy looks like he's 24 years old. I know. I he's, think we talked about this. Like, I might have texted you or something. He's going, he goes to the Virgin Islands. <clears throat> he swims. He, like, swims with dolphins. Got terrible style, terrible personal style. I've ever seen He eats, like, fruit off of Virgin yeah. Island trees yeah. and vegetables. Yeah. And I don't know what he does. He's just chill. He's certainly, like, he's the one guy. I would believe anyone with PEDs at this point. And he's the one guy that I would just be completely blown away and I would have a borderline heart attack if he was in like a biogenesis scandal. I'd be like, there's no way. Like, even look at his body. Like, he, he's the one guy that doesn't... He has, he's built like old school Bill Russell type of basketball players. Like, he, just I wouldn't even say muscle. Bill Russell. He's built like my my, 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 my uncle uh, Cliff. <laughs> like, he, I, he, Bill Russell, you know, had some, some, you know, some muscle tone. Tim Duncan in his prime, he was like an uncle of mine. Yeah, he never got bulky. Never had nothing. And yeah. and he's just so unassuming. Like I remember when uh, Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett on the Timberwolves, and Kevin Garnett was like yelling in his face and saying, "Ah!" And Tim Duncan was just like laughing, like, "What? Are you, what's up?" I, I think he never liked Kevin. Kevin Garnett did something early on. He probably said some crazy. He stuff said to something him. to him, and Duncan. That was it. Yeah. And Duncan always tried to kill him from that point on. Always, but 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 kill kill you quietly and doesn't say anything. So this rookie draft. 
Who's the rookie of the year? I got Carl Anthony Towns. Well, Towns is like Towns might be like one of the best twenty-five players in the league already. He could play. He could pass. He's aggressive. He's just really good. Yeah, he's really good. I I would say he's coming out of the gate as a forward who's does the stuff that are in that kind of sphere. Yep. More polished than KG was, like in year two on the Timberwolves. I agree. I Um, agree. On par with what Duncan did coming out of college. Yep. And Duncan had been in college for four years. There's a calmness. That's polished. It looks yeah. like he was in college for like four years. He's good. He's good. And, and Wiggins, I, just, I knew, was going to jump. Like He's I, I, good. That was the guy I thought. I'm surprised that, that he's so good so quick. I didn't know if it was going to be this year, but I thought it would be this year and next year where he made like a real... Because you could see pieces of it yeah. last year. Like his... His speed yeah. is just at a whole other level. Yeah, and he what, is he twenty? Scary. And did you? See, yeah, he's twenty. Crazy. Oh no, he, actually, I think he was one of those guys that when he graduated like twenty six, twenty seven, right? Yeah. Right, and then he does like he's got some paperwork issues. They blew. <laughs> they blew because uh, he grew, he's got a full beard now. He went from having nothing to like he went like over like he's like a man now. All right, so you know I do that trade value column every year. Yes, you could argue Wiggins and Towns. Yeah, are like it, like two of the top eight or nine most untradeable guys in the league. Right I agree. Now. I agree. I would like to see them get a coach that is commensurate with their talents. I agree. Is with that, that the right word? I agree. Like, with I remember that. LeBron early on just had this clown show of coaches. Yes. Is Mike Brown a clown show? Was Who he- was the guy before? It was, they, it was somebody even worse before him. I don't know. Uh, I don't remember. You're Paul the guy. Si- Paul Silas? Was he? Yes. In Cleveland. Didn't they make it to the finals then, with Paul Silas? No, it was Mike Brown. Mike Brown. What well, happened to him? Think how bad Mike Brown was on the Lakers. I know. LeBron has a way of making everyone look like a competent coach. Or a competent player. It's like if you had Daniel Day-Lewis in your movie right now. Yes. Does that mean you're a good director? No. Right. I mean, he'll make... he'll the, the person who I think who is who does that the best, more than Daniel Day, Denzel Washington... Has a handful of movies that you, would people would be like, that's a really good movie, solely on his performance. That if you put any other actor in the movie, it wouldn't be as good. He is the guy you're talking about, D- Denzel. Like, um, so Denzel's the LeBron of, of, ba- of, of acting. He's that good. He he's a one like he can take a bad script with like a mediocre storyline and like sort of mock drama and elevate it to Shakespearean even Training Day. Not to say that it was a bad movie, but you that doesn't work with any other actor. It doesn't. Um, well, the, Man on Fire is another one. That's the one I was going to. That was one next. of my favorites. He's that's where it's like you put any other actor and you put Liam Neeson in there, Harrison Ford, or any of these guys. It goes to mock drama. Denzel, you're riveted by it. He's he's that. Incredible. Denzel's now like 25 years of that. Have you done a movie with Denzel? No, I never did. I, I, you never he, got to be shot by him or anything? Nothing. Shot, Could you ask smack, him if he can shoot you in I a movie? I would love to. I How many people did, have murdered you in a, in a movie or a TV show? I always get murdered, smacked, shot. It's a handful. A handful. What I, was your best death scene? Higher Learning? Higher Learning was good because I killed myself. Uh, a movie called Kiss. You know, there was a... Uh, well, How much weight did you lose for that movie? Higher Learning? I lost a lot. I lost a lot, but I was. Was sick that like to- some Matt Damon? I'm trying nah, to prove a point to the agents it was that just I'm really fear. committed. I was young too, so it was easier to lose weight. But I was thinner to begin with. But I did lose weight. But I was kind of you sick. were super thin though. Super thin. I look at it now; it looks crazy. I, I was actually I got to like one uh, below 170 pounds at the beginning. I was like 190. Oh, and you're like six six three. two six three six Jesus. three. Uh, but I was younger though, so you know I didn't have I hadn't gone you know like my body was lighter in general. You know what I'm saying? Plus you were getting having all that Hollywood sex <laughs> from the post zebra head. <laughs> the po- no. post zebra head, you're kind of hot. Post zebra head. I look at my pictures of myself and I go, I sh- I, sh- I shouldn't have tried to been like you know like a character act. Like I was like I want to be like gritty and all this. I look at pictures of myself. I like I was like you know I had my shit together. You know, in my I, 20s. I didn't mean hot as, as no, you meant hot. handsome. I meant hot like you, you were, your career was hot. Hot, but you got to be hot to be hot. Did you have, was there a whole thing where because of the plot of Zebrahead? Yes. You were now vetted with a certain type of woman out there that felt like. Black chicks? Yeah. I mean, I think that, that that's always been something for, for, for me. Like you know, okay, I, so that was there anyway. That was there anyway. Just Did the movie kind of perpetuate. Any the movie sort of- still perpetuates it, like the zebra head and all that stuff. But 
I have no problem. I'm happy with that. I'm, I, I, I love that. Uh, you know, and, and, and that like, but the reason why I was in the movies because like that was so much like when I did Zebra, that was so close to who I was at the time. I was even more hardcore than like the, that movie. Like I was just like, you know, street thought I was this thought I was that. And everybody around me was like that. I want you to know that I saw that movie in the theater. In what in Boston? Yeah. In Cambridge. I used to go to, um, did you, were you like, what did you think? Not were you Cambridge, like, uh, Boston University, the, they had a theater that was kind of the, the artsy fartsy right. indie theater, which was great. I saw like every, that was a every good time. Every a movie from like 89 to 94 there. That was a good time in movies. It really was. But also like there was no internet yet. Yes. Back then it was like, I you don't have anything to from do to, tw- to 12 to three. I'm going to go see a movie. I saw every movie. Right. Um, the movie. So that one, like I saw higher learning in the theater too. That's Nowadays, I would probably just wait till that was on pay per view. You you wouldn't go support Higher Learning. Like, well, I don't actually. Singleton was hot back then. I, yes. I would have gone to see Higher Learning yes. in the theater. How did we get on me? We were talking about Denzel. The, well, the, we, the, I asked if he had ever shot. Oh him. yeah, no. You know, at one point, Antoine Fuqua was going to direct American Gangster, and it was going to be Benicio del Toro and Denzel Washington. I was going to be in it as well, and I was going to get to get to work with uh, uh, um, Denzel. Well, maybe Denzel's listening, and he's maybe. probably just like yeah, waiting on the edge of his seat. I'm furious that there hasn't been a He Got Game sequel. Really? Yeah. What would be the sequel? Well, I'd like to know Jesus Shuttleworth. Like he's basically in year twenty right now. He's like Kobe Bryant <laughs> holding on. Right. At the end, some stuff's happened. And is is Denzel in, in prison? I think Denzel has... He got out? No, not only did he get out, I think he's managing... Uh, his career? Jesus' career, and I, and I think he had some bad investments that he's hiding from Jesus, and he lost like a lot of his money. We, 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 I think I brought this up before. Dr. J and the Fish That Saved Pittsburgh versus Bernard King in Fast Break. No, Bernard King in Fast Break is the best acting performance anyone's done. He but, played pool in that movie. He did other stuff. Yeah, no. <laughs> but but as far as the basketball scenes. Oh, the basketball. Doc. And Bernard's really good in Fast Break. But the, that that a lot that, of running two-handers. And 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 that the, but that dunking sequence with Doc in 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 the suit and the sneakers in that the was amazing. State he Pittsburgh. did dunk on a date. And and it was he like took a, his girl to a, a montage. To a playground. Yeah, it was a montage. So, uh, did you see the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar doc? I did. Did you have Kareem on this here yet? I have not. Do you want Kareem? We, he ain't you bashed him in your book. Did you? I, or, I said he was the third best player of all time. Oh, I that's fought, not bad. I fought the case for Kareem. Oh, okay. Did you fight the case for him or did you shit on him? No. I, I shit remember. on him the whole book, and then when it got when oh, it got okay. to actually you, talking about how great he was, I admitted how great he was. Would you love to have Kareem on here? Like, would, wouldn't you love to interview Kareem? I would, but he's so. <clears throat> I, I mean, I had issues with that documentary, especially what? like, uh, you know, I was involved. I gave notes yes, on it. Of course, I know. The only <laughs> the only thing I didn't like about it was the NBA was in real trouble in the late seventies. Right. For a variety of reasons. Drugs. Drugs. Fighting. It, that whole narrative of the league's too black. Right. White fans. That black was real players. shit. Like, that was like real stuff. The right. No CB- stars. CBS wasn't showing enough games. ABA. Cable wasn't there yet. Right. There are all these reasons why the league was in, in the tank. But one of the biggest ones was that Kareem was by far the best player in the league. And it sucked to see him in person. Because he was so sort of... Uh, I went to those games. You probably saw Kareem in person. Like, yeah. You weren't like... Y- your what do you dad, mean it sucked, though? Just the way his, dis- his you disposition? Like, all right. You, did your dad take you to games as Yes. Kid? I was like, young, though. I was young. All right. So my we had season tickets, and they would come once a year, maybe twice a year. I don't remember how many times, but... I was never like skipping to the Boston Garden to go see Kareem play because, but you're a Celtics guy. No, it wasn't that. I used to love seeing David Thompson, George Kervin, <laughs> Maravich, all the best players. Like I love seeing them and per Doc. So then why? So what was it? Because you couldn't connect with them. But the thing that you sat in the stands and it was like he, he was like this cyborg who just shot the sky hook. He had goggles on. He had no. There was no performance to him at all. Right. Like, I always thought like the best basketball players, there's a performance I aspect, got you. right? Like LeBron shows up in LA. He's right. like, you guys are here to see me. I'm going right. to put on a show for you guys. I got you. Kareem was like, 
I wish all of you weren't here. I got you. I'm going to get my 34 and I'm going to get my 12 rebounds. And it would have been much more fun for me if the gym was empty right now. The thing that I like about that's, the... that's a real thing. I think that was a real reason why the league was having trouble in the Because 70s. the best player the was... The best it. player in the league was not fun to watch. But and then Magic made him fun to watch. The thing about the, I, that I liked about the doc... And I've always... I've had this weird thing with Kareem. Because I've, I've always... Whenever I've been around him for celebrity stuff, I've always gone out of my way to try to connect with him and make him laugh. And when I used to do the Rock and Jock games, the MTV Rock yep. and Jock games... He coached the games, and I would be in his ear. I was 23, 24, 25, and I'd be in his ear making, trying to make him laugh, and I, and, I, I, and I inevitably did. The thing that I loved about the doc and the thing that I thought was interesting about it is because you're saying about the performance and the connecting, and it's like, you know what? Not everybody is like that. It's true. You know, and like not everybody's going to come on your podcast, give you the blood, and, 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 and come well, hot. On hopped up on coffee the way I am, and not the coughing every, like, and dropping out coughing bombs. all that shit. So, but like for Kareem, like he just wasn't that guy. And like when the thing about the doc is like he never was that guy. I know, but this is the this is the conversation that should have been in the doc about his personality. But don't you think it kind it of like, showed this it? This is now no, but the real doc. But by the way, I'm glad the doc happened. Right. I thought it was really interesting. I think anybody who likes basketball should 100% watch this doc. Kareem's a complicated guy. Crazy life, too. I understood him better afterwards. There were things I forgot. But fundamentally, the conversation needed to be had. Like, he's at, he's now underrated. And that was the that was the big theme I, I played in my book. Is like, this guy, by any calculation, is one of the three best players of all time. Right. Now you might say LeBron when he gets there. Maybe right. LeBron gets in there, but... Kareem's career from 69 to 80? Ridiculous. That career alone, he's one of the 10 best players of all time. And then he has this whole other act, 81, 82, 83, 84, right. all the way through 89. Right. He's this whole other decade. Right. Where he's 24 and 10 yeah, or 24 and 8. In 85, he's the best player in the finals. Right. He won a finals MVP in 71 and 85. Right. 14 years apart, which is like it's impossible. Crazy. In 87... Make some of the key plays against the Celtics. But this is the thing. Like To me, this had to be in the dock. In 88, they're down one to the Pistons. It's game seven. Kareem's like 41. They can't even jump anymore. Right. You know, he's just like, he he's at the Kobe stage now, but he's just, he's so good with the skyhook, the whole thing. Last 20 seconds, who do they run the play for? They're down one in a game seven. They give it to Kareem? They give it to Kareem. And what does he do? Gets fouled and he makes both free throws. And it's like, this guy's one of the th three or four greatest players of all time. Right. Like, there's nobody else who, at age 41, you could run the deciding play of a season for. Yo, let me ask you all a question. All that shit had to be in there. And that's tough, though. You know the doc thing, though. It's oh, like I you know. gotta. But I that's, know. that's, that's, why, were, why the, did they interview the you in the doc? Like, and how the fuck? I'm sorry. I had to stay out of that. But I had how, do you, to how do you, like, how are you able to, like, do you, have, are you, have you ever been tested? Like, are you some kind of savant? Like a basketball savant? Just in general. Like, no, do you have a I'm good not... memory in general? Like, do you, can you do, like, movie lines and stuff like that? Or is it <laughs> just could. basketball? I have a good movie. I have a good memory. But no, no I mean, like, the fact, like, this I'm is what I'm I'm always going to pick apart every basketball doc. Like, but, you're a basketball doc. I had the same thing. I had, I had notes on that. Of there were some things that drove me crazy. Like, I, I'm the worst possible audience for a basketball doc. Of course. I just feel like with Kareem, the connection with the fans, or lack thereof, was such a huge part of that storyline. If you get him, the, if you interview him on here, if yeah. you do get Kareem, can I just sit on the couch? Because I think your personality and his personality, but if I throw in some like zingers and some zaggers, it can be epic. Because I think like I think <laughs> a three man. I, no, no, I'm just over on the couch. I'm not even mic'd up. But I because I'm just because he's got a good sense of humor and his pop culture and his music like and I, I just I just think he's well, you know what my real animosity for him he he whipped an elbow at the at the, at the legend as in, he should have in game five they talked about that on there he did whip an elbow at the legend like he really could have hurt the legend he, but and he at that point I I can't forgive you for that but the legend like and everybody was already scared of him because they saw the Bruce Lee movies you like does he really know karate does he not know karate like can he really do some damage the Ken Benson thing like yeah he whipped the legend well, you know elbow. what the doc left out Dennis Autry knocked him out knocked out Kareem or not knocked him down yeah yes he decked him yes. I didn't see that in the doc, but no. I did see the part where Kareem decks somebody else. Yes, yes. See, that's the thing. I, I think it's tough with these sports docs 
Um, and maybe I'm too close to it. And clearances and but money make, and every every. When you make just, a deal with somebody, like you make, hey Kareem, we're gonna do a doc about you. Now he's involved, and he's gonna end up shaping some of the doc. You're, you're stuck at that. I, point, it's tough, you know. And it's like, I thought I really thought it was worth seeing. And it, my favorite part of the whole doc. They went, you know, everybody forgets how awesome he was in game five, 1980. Yes. Against the Sixers. He sprains his, it's yep. series tied 2 2. Sprains his ankle. First of all, that whole series was like tape delayed. Yes. All those games. I, didn't, I love even, basketball. I didn't watch any of those games. Right. I was asleep. But game five, really bad ankle sprain. Right. Limps back in. He ends up with like 40 and 16, makes every big shot down the stretch. And his ankle swells up to the point he can't fly for game six. Um, if that's anybody else, we're talking about that forever. But people didn't like Kareem, and they were like, well, f- screw that. And Magic won the MVP. Magic won the MVP and shouldn't have, and, and graciously admitted that in the doc. He should not have. Kareem was the MVP of that finals. But what about I that love footage the, of, the footage of Kareem on the plane going with the scarf the on, the hat? That was incredible. And the way he was talking. That made me. That, me that, too. That was the best part of the doc. That I was love like, that. And I he agree. had like a personality. I agree. I agree. That's that. I was going to say the same thing. He was like, yo, we got the champagne. We got the woman. We got the ladies for y'all. He, the way he was talking. And, and I agree. I agree. I, it's a good doc. It's a, it's a, it's a, I really liked it. I think all the HBO docs are good. And I, and I, the well, that one, one, if you're a basketball fan, you have to watch it. I mean, and you might they, have your opinions one way or the other, but it's a must watch. And when they do the Showtime Lakers and they put on the Brothers Johnson song, Stomp, I was like, oh shit. I said, oh shit. You know, um, it, it, but alone I said, oh shit. And now I'm saying it again for the third time right on this show. And the 11 year olds that like Bill Simmons and their fathers continue Many listening to it. Okay, your kids are already watching and, and doing things on the computer and the phone that they shouldn't be. Trust me, this is nothing compared to what they what they were doing. Hold on. I have to. You know, that. I was at the Forum Club once. Arsenio Hall took me to the Forum Club in 1983. Wait, hold, can you hold this thought? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, our friends at Squarespace make it easy to build beautiful websites without breaking a sweat, regardless of skill level. No coding needed. Millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world trust Squarespace, so you should too. You get 24-7 online support and a beautiful website for only $8 a month. You can do a website for your podcast. I have one on there. On Michael Squarespace? Rappaport Directs. Squarespace. Go to Michael Rappaport. What an unbelievable live read this, this is. This is real, this is real you talk on Squarespace. All right. Uh, you even get a free domain if you buy Squarespace for the year. So why wait? Start a trial. No credit card required on Squarespace.com. Use the offer code BS. You get 10% off your first purchase. And you can also show your support for the Bill Simmons podcast. Squarespace is real. I like Squarespace. <laughs> Bill, let me ask you a question. Because Hold on. I had a Magic Johnson story for you. Okay, good. My, my, your Magic Johnson story isn't going to be as good as mine, but give me the Magic Johnson story. Well, and then I need to ask you questions because everybody has questions for you. And I'm and since you said you're the David Letterman and you will not go on other people's podcasts, and I have so many questions for you, and I only get texts when I'm begging and pleading to come on here. I have to ask you questions because you know at the end of the day, I am just a big Bill Simmons fan. I appreciate that. Um, so I did a year of TV with Magic, which was the best. Well, you did what? I did a year of TV with yes, Magic, yes. Wilbon, and Jalen. Yes, and. Basically, I had Magic trapped in a room for like eight, nine hours on a Friday. And he loves like it too, right? Seven, eight on a Sunday. And we're just watching games. They have all these tiny TVs and you're just sitting there and it's boring. And you're just kind of watching games and thinking of a couple things to say. And about a month in, I realized like, this Matt is one of the five greatest players ever. He's passed, all these people passed through his life. Um, was in a lot of big bat. I'm just gonna start every time I'm here. I'm gonna ask him one question I've always wanted to know about. We would ask him stuff, and it was really interesting hearing him talk about Kareem. What did he say? Well, just like, and I don't, I don't, you know, I don't want to talk out of school and and talk about uh, stuff Magic told us in the room. I'm not gonna do that. It was just the the one thing that stood out was he was like sometimes Kareem would get in a mood, in a good way. Where he was fired up for a game for whatever reason, and there were like he would come on the bus, and the team would kind of sense what kind of mood he was mm. in, and there was a certain type of mood where they were like, "Oh, oh boy, those boys are getting it tonight." Uh-huh. And it was just the way he talked about it. It was he was like talked about it like a basketball fan. I'm sure who just kind of happened to be on the team and I'm be sure. teammates with him, but it wasn't like he was talking about it like a teammate, right? 
it was the thing I loved about Magic and and why I, it drove me crazy that people thought I wouldn't want to do TV with him. The only reason I wanted to come back, the biggest reason, was to be in that room with him again. Because I love being, I love me, Wilbon, and Jay. Like we had so much fun talking about right. basketball. But the best thing about him was he loves basketball. Magic. Magic. Like loves he, it. Like, loves it. You and can like, trick him loves, into talking about basketball any time. Any time. Like, I, I, I was at a it birthday. It was the best. It, I, I ran into him at a birthday party. We had a mutual friend, and, and he was telling me stories. I literally, I was like, I, he just said Larry Bird. He just said Larry. He didn't even say Larry Bird. He said Larry. Or he said, and you could you could just sort of throw him, and you, and like, and you could see his wife, Cookie. Oh, she's, she's just, she's yeah. just like numb to she's it. She's heard of it. But, and you know what the thing about Magic that, I mean, like he he love I honestly, he loves basketball. I feel this. I honestly feel this way. I've spent a year with him. He's I think special. he loves basketball the most. Absolutely. I don't know who number two is, but I think he's number one. He, I think he loves it the most. He loves it the most. And you know what the thing about when I was at the last time I was so magic, and I've run into him over the years. I was at this 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 birthday party. He was you know sort of trapped in the in the, in the corner of a of a thing, and every single of a table, and every every single person that came over to him, every woman that came over to him to, to greet him, every person that came over to greet him, he. And he's 6'9". It's hard enough to get up at 6'9". giant. Nine. You forget how giant he is. He's huge. He's a giant man. He would stand up, shake their hand. Nicest guy. People are coming over to him. He's like, I mean, he's just, he's a special person. No, and what he, a life. And what that's a the life. Thing. He's, he's one of the most special people I've met. But there was a couple moments like just during that season, especially like, you know, we're on, we're on there for the last two rounds, right? We I think we were Western Conference Finals, but in the finals. But the finals that we did was Spurs- Heat, right, which is one of the greatest finals of all time, and we're sitting there watching on a set. And there's a couple of times he got so excited during the, you know, because sometimes he's watching passively, but he really turned into a fan. And and this is why I love Doug Collins too. He was the same way. They loved. We would it. stand next to each other. And he'd be hitting me on my leg. He'd be so excited by what was happening in the game, and that's like. It makes sense. These are why people are successful because right. they love basketball. They love like it. That. Now I don't know if Kareem loves basketball that he, way, but he doesn't need to. I, when you're tall, it's like you're kind of stu- you kind of have to play. You, yeah, but that's the thing though. You don't need to. You don't need to. But he loved it enough to play till he was forty something years old. Like, right. like he, you know, like that's the thing. It's like not everybody's going to be magic. Larry Bird. You know, you've met him. I mean, I've never met him. I've never seen him in real life. You know, do you want him over here to hang out and watch? Uh, you know, The Godfather. No, I think what you want to do with him is you want to have like an like a six pack exactly, and you want to have cigarettes for him exactly. I, I feel like he's still I, him and Obama are my two secret smokers. Yes, I agree. I never Obama knew. claims he hasn't smoked in five years or six years or whatever. I still feel like he sneaks a couple. And out. you know what? So be it. Yeah, but but I'm not holding against him. But but not everybody. It's it's like Robert De Niro. Well, let's talk about like listen. I, you know, talk about trying to make him laugh. like I. This is my. He's what, what he's my uh, he's my guy, you know. People wouldn't say he's Mister Personality. You know what I'm saying? Like I'd rather probably there's so many other you know actors that are probably be more storytellers than you could get more stuff from. But it's not everybody's going to be uh, George Clooney. Not everybody's going to be as affable and as approachable as uh, Clooney is. You know what who's, I mean? Who's winning De Niro versus Pacino for you right now? He, it's, That's tough. It's the bird versus magic of acting. It, it is tough. It, it, you know, Pacino, Pacino was really good in Danny Collins. And, and Pacino I thought was, it was over, and then Danny Collins was excellent. Did you see, and what was the thing, um, Angels, uh, the H- He was good in that. Great in that. Apparently, De Niro was good in the Weird Anne Hathaway movie, which I didn't see. Yes, because he was, he was vulnerable. He We're was 20 good. years too young for that movie to go see it in the theater. Yes, I, I, but I did see it. Because I heard he was good in it, and well, I just. Have, but this is your craft. You have to see every movie. I don't have to see every movie. But what did you think of Straight Outta Compton? Loved it. I really How loved it. How did they nail the three guys? You All know, three guys, like that, should have gone wrong with somebody. They, like, they got Cube it. Should have been terrible. Easy. One of those three should have been terrible. And they, they did it. All three of them were really good. I think they did it. And I think the fact that Ice Cube and Dr. Dre and, and that, that I think that th- them being really, really hands on and really on top of it. I mean, the Ice Ice Cube's son was it freaky was how good he looked and so good. And the Easy actor was awesome. I really, I loved it. And and by the time it came out. I had heard it was so great, so great, so great. I was like, this is this no way it's going to live up to it. Now, I'm not saying it's good, fellas, but it's really, really, really good and very entertaining, very informative. 
uh, took on a, a long chunk of time, and I, I thought it was really good. I and really like it. it's going to have an incredible HBO or Cinemax or Showtime, wherever, whatever cable channel gets it. You'll be able to jump in at any time. I agree. And the Detroit scene, which Jalen Rose was in the house for that concert, which, right, I, I, which is incredible. But uh, the Detroit scene, F the police, the whole thing. Like, I, um, it was good. It was really, really good. good. I, I was very happy. I don't, I don't never believe the narrative that they might have gotten back together. That felt a little movie. I, I mean, didn't seem like there was enough bad blood there. I think it was a conversation. I think it was, it was, it, I've heard the lyrics in the chronic, and I, I don't see, <laughs> I don't see Easy E coming back from that. I I think it was a conversation, but I I thought it was. Now the thing, the problem is now they're like they want to do this movie and do that movie, and it's like the reason why that was a good movie is because it was it had good people involved, it had Ice Cube and Dr. J. But Ice Cube's made great movies. He's made not great movies. He's directed movies. Like he understands what he's doing, and you know, and and the director was. I, I just thought it was handled. Well, I don't know what the next hip hop movie is going to be, but I hope they don't just beat them into the ground and start making them like every single group makes them because it's not going to just poof happen. And it, I, I personally would rather see a Tupac documentary done. It's been like done how, though. No, but like how Gibney did the Sinatra, like really do it versus a movie where somebody tries to match the charisma that he had because I don't think it's possible. I don't. I agree. It's like Muhammad Ali. It's the Muhammad as, Ali movie. As good as Will Smith is. Muhammad he was Ali, still Will Smith. And Muhammad Ali's still more entertaining than Will Smith will ever be. He's still the most entertaining person ever. And the most charismatic, the best looking, shockingly, uh, just like everything about him, you're just hanging. So as good as as good as Will was, it's still not. You need you almost need a prop. Like Jamie Foxx was good in Ray because you get to hide behind the sunglasses and you, it's almost like you're wearing a Halloween mask in a way and, and it's not... When it's just like you're trying to be somebody that is so indelibly etched in people's brains. Yes. Ali, you can't be Ali. It's impossible. No, you can't be Ali. You can't. Marlon Brando on his best day couldn't be. He wasn't as good as Muhammad Ali. He's the most entertaining, charismatic. He's the star of all stars. Now, I'm going to ask you questions. What the fuck is going on? When are we going to see you on HBO? Mm. What are we? What What are we doing? Give it to me. This is this is now. I'm not plugging you because no, you no, won't I, come I, on I, the I Am Rap Four podcast. Like, I want to know what is going on with you. People, you're like you're like it's like a, a secret over here. Like what's going on? What um, are we doing? Well, that, that tell re- me what's happening. That sounds like the intro to our biggest mailbag question ever, presented by our old friend Stamps.com. Okay. Going to the post office is a miserable experience from start to finish. Oh yeah. It really Have some is. self-respect. Use stamps.com. Absolutely. You can buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter or package using your own computer and printer. Even better, if you sign up for stamps.com, use the promo code BS. You, you save a, money. How much do you save? A four-week trial. You get a $110 bonus offer. It includes postage and a digital scale. Yeah. Go to stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in BS. That's stamps.com, enter BS. Absolutely. Um, Who wants to go to the post office? The HBO can- show is going to be sometime next spring. I got to hire like people for it. But what is it going to be? What it, like? Tell me what, what or tell me what it, what's going to be now. Be, tell be, me like what's the the, the idea of it? Because here's what it can't be. It can't be real sports, which me and you both love. I love real sports. It's not, not going to be, and it's there's not. It's not going to be like a live audience where it's done linear. All that. It's gonna it has to be different than the other shows they have. So, so just give me some insight into like a reference of it, and and if it starts in the spring, or is it going to be NBA? Is it going to be weekly? Is it going to be monthly? I have these things not be figured, not been figured out. People, no. people want to know. I, I mean, I truly want to know. Like people might think they're listening. Like, oh, he's trying to plug. No, I want to know. I had to come I over to your house. Did I? Did I ha- have other podcast guests on on this version of your podcast? Who is vied to be on your on this podcast solely to ask these questions more, more than me? <laughs> Who texts you, yo, Bill? I want to be on your podcast more than me. I don't have answers. Have you changed yet. your phone number? Because the texts aren't getting no. returned. Like, no, what the I'd, fuck's going on, Bill? It's my BlackBerry. I dropped it. Yeah, because I, now walking. I know where you live. I'll just like be out there. Oh shit! Like I'll wait outside your house. I don't see you around the, the neighborhood at the Starbucks anymore. Like, I don't. Uh, I don't go to Starbucks anymore. I'm out. I'm out on Starbucks. Whoa! I've. I've. You don't drink coffee or you don't go. No, to that I, Starbucks? I don't go to Starbucks. I'm out. I'm done with Starbucks. Why? A, a Seattle Sonics fan made me feel guilty about it. What the hell are you talking about, the, man? The Starbucks murdered the Sonics in Seattle. The guy who owns Starbucks, Howard Schultz. Sold the team to the OKC people who were clearly going to move the team and were pretending they weren't. 
and he ruined the Sonics in Seattle. Listen, I, Howard I like Schultz could sell Seattle. my kids. I'm still going to Starbucks. I'm not saying I'm not saying I've ruled out Starbucks completely, but I try not to go if I have other options. What, so coffee bean or Pete's? I like Pete's. I'll try that. Pete's is really good. There's something about the cup, the Starbucks cup. Well, that is nice, but I do think they put stuff in there that makes Definitely. you addicted to it. it for sure. For sure. I'm like, you know whacked the out Vo- on it. The, Volks- <laughs> the Volkswagen scandal with the diesel cars? Yes. Where it was like they were cheating on the engines? Like, yes. We, like, I wouldn't be shocked if Starbucks figured out a way to Jedi mind trick you into drinking the Starbucks. You, you know what's pathetic about me and Starbucks? Because was- I see Starbucks, I always get the shakes. Yeah. And and at night, I think about my Starbucks in the next morning. I'm like, what am, what am I going to get? Which Starbucks am I going to go to? Because I have different Starbucks for different yeah, sort of... Delicious. See, now I want a Starbucks. This is what they do. It, it, it is like, it's definitely doing something. But I something like Pete's. I've, Pete's has been really good to me lately. I'll try it. I'll try, try, try it. some Pete's. A little stronger. Now, you're being evasive. No, I'm not being evasive. I want to know some information. I don't information. have any answer. I, it's hard for me Are to say. Are you excited, nervous, a little bit of both? I'm super excited. I just want to make sure I hire the right people because I'm a very collaborative person and I want to I want to plan out the show with the right people and that's who I'm trying to find right now. So it's not until the spring. Not, it might not be till June. I don't know. Wait, is that on you? Is that on HBO? No, it'll be, be whenever. You know, you don't want to rush a show. A weekly show or a monthly show? No, weekly. Weekly show for like a set period of time. Then you take a break. I you think catch I'm doing your breath. Twenty episodes next year. Twenty straight. No, I don't know if it'll necessarily be five. 20 straight. Take a week off. No, it could be like eight and twelve, ten and ten, twelve and eight, something. like I that. I want the damn show. It's gonna. It's. It's gotta work. It's gonna work. A lot of people watching. Yeah. Can we get back to basketball? Yeah, let's get back to it. Because we're almost out of time. Yeah. It's like 10 us. Yeah. We were get, let's get back to basketball. Um, it's gun you, to your head right now. All the memorabilia in here right now. All the posters. The white shadow posters. The fast break posters. This cool thing of Wilt Chamberlain. I don't know what yeah. that is, but that's dope. Gun to your head. Who is in the NBA Finals right now? Based on what you know and the injuries that aren't happening, knock on wood, thank God. I hate seeing these players go down. I can't. It, it breaks my heart. The Le'Veon Bells, these terrible, every sport watching. Well, football, I don't, there, there's something's going on. I don't, I don't feel like there are this many injuries when we were growing up. I agree. Feels it feels different. It I feels but like, even in the NBA, I mean, it. it, it, it I hate. I it, I hate seeing it. And to be honest with you, I just want Kobe. It, you know, I, I think at certain point this year he'll he'll catch a rhythm. I just want him to be able to finish the season. Gun to your head. All so this yeah, memorabilia. You goes, don't think Kobe will retire at the end of the year? No, during the season. Shit, I didn't even consider that. I don't think he'll do that. You don't I, think maybe, he'll say like in January, like, "Hey, Lakers." He I'll won't step do that. aside, let the young guys play, pay me the rest of my contract. Nah, I don't think he'll do that. You don't think so? I think he'll play the rest of the season. I love Kobe. I love Kobe. And I've went through, like, Kobe, I think I talked about this the last time I was on your podcast. Um, uh, Kobe and Kanye West. It's like you go through love-hate phases with him. Mm. Like, I love Kobe. I love Kanye. I can't fucking stand Kanye. <laughs> I love Kobe. I love Kanye. I can't stand. But now, like, Kobe's on the other side of it where it's like I just love, 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 appreciate everything he did and, and his game and his doc, even though it was controlled by him, it was, to me, more about a guy, an artist, searching for greatness more so than anything. And the fact that he's so dedicated to searching for that great painting, that great note, that great dance move, that's what, that's what, like he's so, to me, it's like, what is he going to do after basketball? Because he, he, like he's, he, you, you saw it, like his obsession with it. But I feel like his body, I think he's going to come to terms with it. And I think he's more friendly now. I think he's, uh, he, you know, he's, he's somebody when he first came in the league, he had the looks. He, you, you thought he was very approachable, but he wasn't really. He, he was sort of like this basketball savant. Same with Kanye West. Like he's like this music savant. So I think they have similar sort of. Well, the interesting thing with Kobe is, is his experiences he had that led to the NBA. He's in Italy. Right. He's the only child. Right. I think he's an only child, right? No, he's got a sister. Oh, does he? I think she's real fine, too. He's wired like an only child. He's wired like an only child. So, he thinks he's an only child. Kobe, I mean, you have a sister, and I, I think she's fine, too. And then they move back from Italy to Philly. Right. And he's supposed he's to... He's there he's for ba- like a year, and then all of a sudden, year, two years, all of a sudden, he's like the number one high school guy. Right. And, and he's and, supposed to be cool. And then he's in the NBA. Crazy. And then he's playing with Shaq. Exactly. It's and a then crazy he's life. Nick Van Exel and all these people, and he and he's in the spotlight. Yeah. And that's I didn't really seem like he eased into any part of that. No. Which is tough. But he had the looks and he played Wouldn't you like say Jordan. It's like a child actor? 
It is like a child actor. It's like it is like a child actor. It's like a savant. It's like this. All he knows is basketball, but he wants to be Michael Jordan. He's sp- it is like a child actor. Kobe, well, you you know Leo a little bit, right? Yes. Did you ever run with Leo? Play ball with him? No, like you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Leo. What about him? Cool. Let me tell you something. Well, imagine if Leo got the Titanic in 1990. Right. How does his How does the rest of his career turn out? Like he he was able to ease <laughs> into the Titanic. He made all these movie choices and he did this boy's life and he had gilbert that whole phase gilbert grape he did the basketball diaries and then titanic kind of eased into it and then his big movie he was kind of ready kobe different, different thing though because but kobe immediately had the titanic he's on the on the los angeles I lakers agree. with Shaq, and he's 18 yes but I, I little different because there's something about leonardo where oh i like how you called him leonardo because I feel like Maybe Leo's feel like, too I familiar. I felt like you were buddies with him. No, no, we're, we're, we're cool. He's my, he's like, we're friends and shit. Like, I'm friendly with him. And like, I mean, we're not like day to day, but like, I fuck with him and I have a, such a, a love and respect for him because he, to me, handles himself and the fame and the stuff in, in, in the most impressive way. And, it, and you'd be hard pressed to find, out of all the people he's come across, out of all the girls that he's been with, and he's been with them all. He's all broken every record. Except yeah, except for like three. Maybe three in the planet. Yeah. But but and all the films and, and the hundreds of people that you work with on this film and that film and this actor, be hard pressed to f- hear you never hear anything bad about him. Yeah. He he has a disposition. He gets it, he handles himself in a way he appreciates it. And and that's why like he's like him and Derek Jeter have this sort of similar thing. Like they just understood it. And and you, when you talk about a world class coxman. Okay, now the 11-year-olds that are listening to this with their father, Leonardo is a world-class stick man. He's one of the, he's one of the, he will go down in history as probably the best stick man of all time. And and so oh, I don't God. know how I got on stick that. Stick man. A true stick man. And you know where I got I that really term? I never really see that good at pool. You know where I got that term stick man from? When I did Copland with Sylvester Stallone, he called Burgess Meredith. He said, you know he was a real stick man, right? <laughs> You know he was a world-class stick man. And I, I was like, first of all, the fact that he's saying this about Mickey threw me off. Um, and the fact that I had got... Wow. I you got just so, ruined all the Rockies for me. Yo, he said Burgess Meredith is a stick man. He said he put in work. <laughs> so Burgess, like he said that. He said, oh, you know he was a world-class <laughs> stick man, right? You think a crack at Adrian? I couldn't, but I, who knows? He Live in the hospital bed in Rocky too. Yeah, Burgess. he's down. <laughs> what are we waiting for? Are you going to go see Apollo? <laughs> the Creed movie? Yeah, the, is it Creed or Apollo? Hey, how do you? We know each other pretty well at that point. At this point, of course, I'm going to see the Creed movie. What are you talking about? Reluctantly, alone no, with your kids. I'm in on Michael B. On a Friday. I love MBJ. No, no, I'm not saying he. I, me too. I think he's a great actor, but at a certain and, and a good director too. Who's directing it? The guy did Fruitvale. Ryan Coogler. I, listen, I, I, this is no disrespect to Michael B. Jordan. And no disrespect to the guy who did Fruitville. Great film. Great director. But for me, it, you know, it, it hurt me to go see Rocky Six. It killed me. Well, how First about of all, Rocky if you're Five? Gonna, Rocky Five had some moments. Rocky Five, get up, you son of a bitch. Because Mickey loves you. The stick man. The stick man. Mickey was in heaven, like banging Ava yeah. Gardner. Oh, he was doing T- his thing. He took a break. Rita That's Hayworth. From Stallone. He's like, told Rita Hayworth to go away. That is from Stallone <laughs> that he stick said, man. he said, Yo, you know he's a world class <laughs> stick man. I was like, no, I didn't know that. But I, I, I remember when he said that to me. The thing, Stallone, uh, when I was working with him, we would do lines from Rocky 1, 2, 3, 4. I would throw lines at him like I was Rocky and he was Paulie. It yeah. got to the point where the director, James Mangold, was like, you can't talk to him anymore. Don't speak to him anymore. We're not doing Rocky. Because, like We would do it from across the set. He was like, don't do that. He's doing something else now. He would give all the He gave me every story I asked for about every single Rocky about movie. Carl Weathers. Everything. Carl Weathers is mad when he got killed in Rocky IV. As he should have. Yeah, he was furious. And I'm sure he's I'm sure Stallone's regretting it now because it would have made cuz I just I've just I've had enough like it's like and it, again, I fuck with Michael Jordan and 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 the, the Fruitful was a great film, but it's like enough. Enough. Enough, enough and, the- and the Rocky 6 when they had Maria from the the Atomic Hoagie spot, get the real Maria. Like, you know, I want the real Maria. I didn't like Rocky Six. Me I don't neither. watch it when it comes out. It was tough. It was really hard to watch. I'll tell you this much, though. For a man that brought as much joy as he did in my life, Sly Stallone, he can do whatever he wants. I, he wants have you ever Rocky had him on here? 
No, I, I'd probably be freaked out. No, he'd give you everything. You got to, really? yo, Stallone. give me the Burgess Meredith? Ask him, say, I heard Burgess <laughs> Meredith was a stick man. He'll go, oh, yeah. He'll, he'll say it like, that's common fact. Like, you didn't know that? And then they say, well, where do you get this information from? <laughs> he'll, he'll give it to you. He gave it to me. He didn't go into details. I was so shocked that he called. And, and, and you think about when he worked with uh, Burgess Meredith, he must have been 67 years old. So does, is this something that Burgess was doing during Rocky? Or did he find this out about him in the past? Like, it's clear that he made a move on Adrian. He that's, must that's have. my interpretation. You mean Talia Shire? Like, right, like Sly had to be like, yo. yo you need to get Stallone Burgess, on here. You got to stay away from Talia. You got to get Stallone on here. I would love it. 35th anniversary, December. I'm just throwing this because I know we're running out of time. No, we're out of time. It's 35th like, anniversary, this December, the greatest film, the greatest sports film of all time, Raging Bull, came out in 1980. Oh. And it's gonna it's gonna pass. Can, can can we? It's gonna. I've tried everything I can to try to do something to the most influential film, cinematically, and the most influential performance ever. I think it's the best made sports film ever. I don't think it's the greatest sports movie ever. <laughs> uh, uh, what's the greatest sport? Don't I think say Hoosers. Hoosers. To be the greatest sports movie ever, you have to be rewatchable. Raging Bull. I don't want to w watch Raging Bill for the 90th time. Oh, great. Here's the part where Jake LaMotta hits his wife. Like, that movie's not rewatchable. I'm sorry. It's brilliant. It's a brilliant piece of movie making. No, 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 no. It's not. I'm not home at 10 o'clock at night going, oh, cool. Raging Bull's on. No, 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 no. But if Jimmy Chitwood's going to tell everybody he's going to play, but Coach has to stay, I'm in. I'm in for the next I, hour. I see the thing Rocky about Rocky Three when Adrian's on the beach with him and what's happened to you? Ooh, ooh. What are we? What are we gonna lose? We have cars. We have money. Why? What are you afraid of? I'm, I'm scared. scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. You want to break me down? I'm scared. I'm scared. Okay. Well, let's talk about this. Yeah. Paula wants to see you do it. Yeah. Mickey wants to see you do it. I want to see you couldn't do it. Couldn't they have given? Couldn't they have put Apollo in a coma in Rocky Four? And then he he gets come he comes, comes out. out at the end. He's watching it with with Rocky's kids. Does he have to die? I feel like that was a like if I'm a studio exec, I talk Rocky out of that. Like, look, don't kill Apollo. Just put him in a coma. He'll come out of it. Yeah, sooner or later, you're gonna want him to come out of it. Mickey needed to die. Mickey, Mickey, they didn't move on from Mickey. I I I have so much Rocky shit. Uh, you you should you should do something for. Do you Creed. think Clubber should have been in in uh, put in jail for what for? He basically killed Mickey. Yeah, he should be put in jail for that. Clubber Lang. Like, what do we have more evidence that Suge Knight killed Tupac, <laughs> or that Clubber Lang killed Mickey? Clubber Lang. He fucking... shoved Mickey. Yeah, he pushed him, and Mickey died within like an hour and a half. Mick. Mick. No, there's no no charges filed. No, no charges filed. He shoved hit... a hundred and ten year old yeah. man. A stick man, a hundred ten year old <laughs> stick man. So, so, <laughs> Mickey, um, Mickey should have had a whole run in the in a nursing home where he was just absolutely. They just should have had him in there through like a bunch of ninety eight year olds. What a unique, incredible actor, though Burgess Meredith. The well, voice, the usage of the voice. But I just want to just say another thing about Raging Bull. We have to. Go. I take, I take, I take. I disagree with what you're saying because you could watch that movie just for the cinematography. Yeah, if, if it's a masterpiece, if I'm an actor or director, Guernica. if I just like it's great, I'm with you. It's the best made sports movie ever. It's not the best sports movie ever, though. But it might be the best made film. I think Fast Break was better. You're crazy. It might be the best made film, influential beyond sports films. Do you understand? Like, if you talk to directors, like before Goodfellas, like everything he did in Goodfellas, he did in Raging Fast Bull. Fast Break foreshadowed all the corruption in college basketball in That's the 1980s. True. Where is Gabe Kaplan? Has he ever been on here? Yeah. He, do you don't follow him on Twitter? He tweets during the World Series of Poker. We have to go. Do you have right. anything to plug? The I Am Rapper podcast. Other than cough medicine? You coughed like the entire podcast. No, this was the flu podcast. The, I, the only reason why I, I, I'm sick, but I made it over here. This is like the this is like the, the flu I like podcast. Fumigate the microphone. No, after. no, yeah, you know, definitely get rid of this thing. I'll sign it, and then like you put it in like a, like on your memorabilia. You don't screen? want anybody else. Who's coming on next? Well, will two days be enough? Maybe I'll put antiseptic on it. Just put it in like a like a hot bath or something like that, and some some sea salt. It'll, and it'll... you realize I'm going to edit out all your ESPN questions, right? Are you really? Yeah. Oh, the yeah. questions? Yeah, all of it. I'm going to edit the whole thing out. Just telling you now. Fuck. All right, fine. Um, the people want it, but not the HBO stuff, the questions of the, the fans. The HBO stuff I'll keep. Yeah, it's fine. Tate, um, you're, nothing, are you doing the editing? Yeah, Tate, um, you're going to leave. I'm going to tell Tate we're taking all that out. Fuck so, Tate. Um, <clears throat> nothing to plug. 
Nothing to plug. Public Morals is on VOD. 25th anniversary laser disc of Zebrahead. 25th anniversary of laser disc of Zebrahead. <laughs> Do they still make laser discs? No, I wish they did. Laser discs were the best. The 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 the, the cover art of laser discs the were best. excellent. That's the thing we lost when when everything got small and now everything's just online. But the coolness of like a record album, awesome, and just. The, you know, the, like now it's like, like look at my beautiful fast break record album over there. Dope. It's great. I it's a love piece that. Of art. Yeah, it is. Michael Rappaport, a pleasure. Um, come back when Porzingis wins he, Rookie of the Year. No, no. If, but if he if he hits ten threes in a game, you have to come back for sure. Okay. Uh, thanks to Stamps.com for sponsoring today's BS podcast. There's a better way than dealing with the post office, Yo, people. Forget the post office, people. Go to Stamps.com, get a four-week trial that includes a $110 bonus offer, free postage, and a digital scale. Go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, type in BS. That's Stamps.com, enter BS. Thanks to SeatGeek, the presenting sponsor. Love of the Bill Simmons podcast. SeatGeek is the best. Check it out. SeatGeek. SeatGeek. Great app. Download it. Uh, and then also thanks to HBO because they were nice enough to give me my own television show that launches next spring. We can't wait. That, that I can't wait for. Um, don't forget about the Canelo Cotto 24-7 that's been running all month. Don't forget about the pay-per-view November 21st and then it re-airs November 20th. You're not going to the pay-per-view, are you? No, but I, I, one of the things that I love about 24-7 and, I, and I'm a fan of uh, Leo Schreiber and I'm actually uh, doing a movie right now that he's doing the Chuck Wepner movie, The Real Rocky. Yeah, oh yeah. And I don't know how he changes his voice for his 24-7 or or his his narration voice is different than any other voice. He's got like it's like a it's it's really impressive. If you listen to Liev Schreiber narrate anything on HBO, it's different than like his Ray Donovan voice. So he doesn't be like Michael. I thought we would go to Starbucks. No, he does. It's like different. Would you like a latte? Because I didn't know it was Liev Schreiber for years, and like his Ray Donovan, his, like his regular speaking voice isn't like his narration voice. We have to go. Play us out, Tupac. We are about this bitch. Anytime y'all want to see me again, rewind this track right here, close your eyes, and picture me rolling.